Sorry, Debbie. Debbie's not here. She would love to be. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm already having a great time, apparently. You sounded like you weren't sure that anyone would learn anything. <laughs> like, please let me learn. No, they are. They are. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy. They know who I am. What's but, this episode about? But recently been under the knife, Mr. Eric Robertson. Tell him about you being attacked by knives. Knives and needles and stitches. And, oh my. Yeah. So on the same day, Eric scheduled to have some skin cancer removed from his forehead. Yeah, nothing nothing that scary. Just basal. I think it's basal cell. And then... I think uh, TMI, I don't know, snip, snap, snip, snap. We're not having any more children is what we're going to call that. <laughs> oh, boy, that was rough. And so he literally was attacked on his forehead. He, he had like two one-inch incisions. that they. I thought it was so crazy because they whip-stitched them. Yeah, it was a big stitch loop. Like a stitch loop. If you're if you're a crafty seamstress like me, they were whip-stitched. Because when I had my stitches, you know, from when I got hit by a car and my head cracked open, when I had my stitches, they were like... All little individual stitches? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I think maybe I, I'm not a doctor, as you know. Seriously? But I I'm I, not a doctor. I'm either. guessing that for legal disclaimer. I'm guessing that for longer stuff, maybe it's a whip stitch. Just makes and more sense. And maybe because it's cleaner. Yeah. I mean I I imagine that mine was more jagged. Yours was more gashed. Mine was like jagged a, little pill. Mine was like in a, you know, intentional incision. Yes. So Yes. Okay, so he had that done in the so morning. So now we're doctors is what we're saying. He had that done in the morning, and then in the afternoon, went to the. We said goodbye to our future posterity. Yeah, and I feel the family jewels were were, dejeweled, uh, dejeweled, (laughs) cut off. (laughs) And you've actually don't tell your husbands. He's actually been in a ton of pain. For some people, I think it's not as uh, extreme, but I think when you're really manly. Well, I'm also a redhead, so (laughs) the numbing of this stuff doesn't work as well. So I could feel. Too much. It was, I think that's all we're going to say on the matter, other than we just, you know, thought that you guys wanted to hear about- Wait, they don't want to hear about the vasectomy for a half hour? Yeah, they do. I'm actually sure we could do like a lengthy Q&A about a vasectomy, how we decided that. All I'm going to say is- That that would take two seconds. What? You just didn't want to be pregnant again because it's terrible. Well, and I knew that we were done yeah. with our family. Yeah, we're done. So that's, so, that's it. Actually, in episode 45, we talk about decision making. And I thought it was really crazy because all of the biggest decisions I've made in my life, I've literally kind of given very little thought to. In that I have all the information, I make the decision, and then I did that about getting married. I did that about each of the babies. I did that about not having any more babies. Yeah. I don't really think too much about it, which is funny because I'll spend a lot of time thinking about things that really don't matter, like where to eat for lunch. <laughs> no, remember, we, we don't, you don't do that anymore. I don't. I, I actually, yes, that's on the podcast. I don't. I really don't do that anymore. And I think I've been pretty good about it. No, you've been great. Um. Anyway, let's talk about episode 46 because I am so excited for this episode. It's called... <laughs> What's a new normal? And and tips for adjusting to it. And I kind of wanted. Were you to, impersonating someone? There? I was. I was saying it like Zoolander, kind of like. Oh no. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what's a new normal? You always know it's a good impersonation if someone has to ask what that was. 
<laughs> well, it had absolutely no way to tie into the Zoolander, him looking into the puddle, but it just kind of felt like a similar type of question. What's a new normal and tips for adjusting to it? And here's the crazy thing. I have been looking on my old drive for things that I need <laughs> for my business, and I am finding like all of these things I have written and then I never have done anything with them, like beginnings of blog posts, book manuscripts, just, and, and also I I process feelings and emotions verbally and that's either out loud or by writing. So I, I think processing them out loud helps me see things that I don't think I would normally see because as I'm saying it to someone else, I'm like, oh, wow, wait, what just came out of my mouth? But as I write and process things, I'm able to make decisions Decisions. And that was actually something that we talked about in episode 45. You said it was a tip from Tony Robbins. Don't make any difficult decisions in your mind. Make them on paper. Well, just the important ones. And especially if you're looping and you're yeah. not coming to anything just in your head. So anyway, if you can't tell, we're highly endorsing episode 45. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. I came across this piece of writing that I had done right after I had given birth to Fiona. Right before I gave birth to Fiona, our third child, she is now over two years old, I did a tips for managing a difficult pregnancy post because I have very difficult pregnancies. And it's difficult <laughs> to talk about difficult pregnancies because you feel ungrateful because I'm pregnant. I should just be grateful. I've been very much like attacked in the past by people saying how ungrateful I am for even expressing my discomfort. But that's a very alienating feeling. My pregnancy with Rad was so severe, I, I was suicidal. Um, my hormones and the depression and everything. And so that's not good. We should all be allowed to have our feelings. Anyway, <laughs> I had written the tips for adjusting to a new normal because after I give birth, I have really crazy postpartum anxiety where I'm hiding in the back of the house. If I hear the doorbell ring, my entire body feels like it's crawling with bugs all the time and I can't sleep. Like even after giving birth, we'll be in the hospital room and I won't sleep for like days almost. And I'm on drugs to help me sleep and I'm not sleeping, which if you want to feel absolutely insane, take an Ambien and then not sleep. <laughs> if you want to have one of the worst nights of your life, do that. So I had written these tips, things that were helping me as I was adjusting to that new normal. Right now, I am also adjusting to a new normal with my body and my life after being hit by a car the end of December. That's episodes, I think, 40 and 41 or 41 and 42. Too. Either way. It's something in the early 40s, guys. It can be difficult when you feel like you're still healing and everyone else. The, the thing that people say to me now when they see me is, looks like you're all healed up. And I've just been struggling with how to answer that question because I feel like, Eric, and give me your input on this. I feel like a dramatic crazy person when I'm like, well, actually I'm in pain all day every day because I don't I don't like want people to expect me to behave as if I'm all healed up. So like, I don't just want to say, yeah, I'm all healed up. Yeah, but it's also tiring to explain that you're still in pain. Exactly. Like, I don't want to like dump that on people either. And so, I don't know. What's your suggestion? What do you think I should say? Um, well, I think it's circumstantial on who you're talking to. Yeah. If you're not looking for a long conversation and it's quick passing by, I mean, I don't think you need to explain yourself. Just say, oh, explain oh, yourself. Like, I'm getting there yeah. or something like that. Just, nice to meet you. 
Nice to meet you. How are you doing? How was your last injury? (laughs) That's what I know. I do. I try to turn around and turn it around as quickly as possible, typically. But when I came across this, it really struck a chord and hit me really deep because all of the tips that I had written down for adjusting to that new normal after having my third baby, I realized I could apply them to my life right now. So we called this episode, What's a New Normal and Tips for Adjusting It? What we're going to do is we're going to talk about this idea of a new normal and how even if you're not going through something huge in your life, that this idea of a new normal can still apply to you. And then I'm going to share my tips. But before we do that, I did have one segment I wanted to briefly do, and it is getting bookie with it. Na, 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 na. Because I think You know, in the feedback from the podcast, what so many people say is, I read the books that you suggest, Allison, and between the books and the podcast and all of the things they're doing, they're really, truly people are seeing actual changes in their life. And so for me, that is the most fulfilling, most meaningful thing that could happen. This is an exceptionally exciting getting bookie with it because my sister, Andrea Faulkner-Williams, just released her new book called You've Got This Mama, Ideas for Taking Care of Yourself While Taking Care of Your Little Ones. This is a really, really fun book. It has beautiful illustrations. It has journal prompts. It has essays from my sister Andrea. It has um, advice from experts, and it has excerpts. Excerpts. Experts and excerpts. From people like me. (laughs) Um, I have like a mini essay in that book. It's just all types of self-care ideas, ways to evaluate what's going on with your life. Just like the title says, ideas for taking care of yourself while you're taking care of your little ones. And because Mother's Day is right around the corner... I just wanted to share this book with you, and you can find it. Go to Tubby Todd, at Tubby Todd, on Instagram, and you'll be able to find the book because Andrea, my sister, also owns Tubby Todd. I was going to read just this excerpt from the book. It's in the introduction that Andrea wrote. You'll have to get the book to read my part. I'm going to share this thought from Andrea's introduction, and it's so funny because, like I just said, she owns a children's bath soap company. So they create products for mamas and little ones. And she's sharing this experience that she had her third baby, James, and she goes to bathe him. And she like goes, wait, how do I bathe a newborn? And she owns, she literally manufactures and creates soap for newborns. But it is that idea of when you're a mom, sometimes you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing, (laughs) right? And she literally teaches people how to bathe newborns with her soap. And she goes, it was a humbling moment, and I realized that in every step as a mom, no matter how many kids you have, and no matter what stage of life you're in, most things will feel new and even a little bit scary. You love these little ones so much, and sometimes that love pushes you to a fear that you might be doing something wrong. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or uncertain about your role as a mother, I hope you remember that you were meant for this. Why do I start crying? You cry all the time. I do cry all the time. This would be an amazing Mother's Day gift for somebody that you love, a friend, a sister, your mom. But what I hope you do is I hope you buy it for yourself. And I hope you treat yourself this Mother's Day because I'm so proud of my sister. I'm jealous because I want my book to be done. I'm jealous of her and I'm proud of her and I'm excited for her. And this truly is a really beautiful book. So that's our getting bookie with it. And I love that that little portion of her book leads right 
right back into this idea of your new normal. And just like Andrea said, you, you know, when you're becoming a mom or when you're adjusting to something in your life, it can be new. It is new and it's scary and we don't want to do it wrong. So first off, I want to explore this idea of new normal. And what does new normal kind of mean to you, Eric? Uh, something has changed, something that you either choose to or you don't choose to has, is changing your life and it's something new. I mean, it's pretty. I love that. What you said there, the either something that you've chosen to have change or that you didn't choose to have change. So I think if you're in the boat like me, I did not choose to be hit by a car. I did not choose to break ribs and a vertebrae and have traumatic head injury. I did not choose any of those things. And yet I did choose to have my babies. It was still just as (laughs) hard and traumatic in some ways, you know? But we're glad you did. I'm very glad I did. And also, it can be a cross-country move. Maybe you chose it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it's something... Unemployment. An Oh, unemployment. Or somebody new moving into your life or becoming part of your life. A new sister-in-law, brother-in-law. Maybe even a new neighbor that's impacting your life. I think we think of a new normal on this like huge scale, but even trying to make changes in our life, like a new healthy eating habit, just defining it as a new normal can really help because the concept of new is there, but also the concept of normal is there. Right. And I think for me, one thing that has been very difficult after the accident is accepting the new normal. I'm aware of the new normal. I can see the new normal. What happened when you didn't accept it? Uh, I felt really bad. What do you, what do you think? I don't know. I'm just saying like. So when you're not accepting feelings, I mean, that's a really good question. When you're not accepting feelings, we're usually detaching or we're numbing. Okay. So when we're numbing, maybe what we're doing is we're trying to control like all these other things in our life that really don't matter. This is why people can have eating disorders or why they micromanage every hour of their children's schedule or you're detaching. I think you're like, well, how do I know if I'm detaching? If you can't seem to get excited about anything, passionate about anything, I'm not a doctor, but my guess and my... But but we kind of are now. Well, yeah, I'm a doctor of this podcast. Uh, you know, my best guess based on what I know about human behavior and uh, my personal experience is that you have built walls around yourself. And so you are not feeling the feelings that are really going to upset you, but you're also not feeling the feelings that are going to make you passionate and connected to the life that you're living. Mm -hmm. That's why I really am stoked to share these five ideas for adjusting to your new normal. But yeah, I think Eric, you know, the question is just first off, you got to accept that there's a new normal. And that seems really small and simple, but that actually might be the hardest part. Yeah, there's mourning, definitely. Yeah, there's mourning. And that's something I've had to accept lately is that I am in mourning of the health that I lost, of the body that I lost, and even in mourning a little bit for the person I was before my sense of safety was encroached upon (laughs) Mm -hmm. by a car. Here's the thing. I think something that helps me is if you're not growing and progressing, today right now is all you'll ever be. And we talk about this concept often, but 
this isn't all I ever want to be. And so even when I'm fighting the new normal, I just, I don't know. I'm like, you know, I want to be more than what I am today. I want to be more of the awesome I know that I have inside. Mm -hmm. And this new normal is going to help me get there. And so maybe framing it that way will help you. And I know it's certainly helping me. So let's get right into it. I have five tips for you. First tip is remember each week is going to be different. Wow, this is really striking a nerve for some reason. Each week is going to be different. Each hour, each day, try to remember it won't always feel like this. This is even something I've been doing this week. I had two days this week where I really didn't feel a ton of pain where I usually feel my pain in my neck. It was great. And it was awesome. And I made a really big effort to say to Eric, hey, I want to let you know I didn't feel as much pain today. Reason I did that is because it's really easy for me to get into this habit, this loop of like, like I said, when the people ask me how I'm feeling, I'm in pain all day, every day. But if I'm really honest with myself, I can go, hey, 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 wait, you're not in pain right now. Hold on to this feeling because you're going to have more of this feeling coming up. Or just be grateful for it right now so when you're in pain later, you remember that you had these hours when you weren't in pain. Especially this is so applicable with a new baby. You learn this after your first child so much more. When Ginger was a tiny baby, our first, she was so colicky. Yeah. I mean, rough. <laughs> like, I didn't understand why people liked having babies. <laughs> like, everyone's like, babies are so cute. And I'm like, really? Like, it was really rough. What's the deal with babies? <laughs> what's, hey, what's the deal with these babies, guys? The thing about children is their phases change so quickly. And so you'll realize with your first child that they take their shoes off all the time in their car seat. That was maddening. You, we would get so mad. But then with your second or third, when they start taking their shoes off, you're like, oh, this is something they just get over. So you're not as mad about it because you know that there's an end in sight. And so with your new normal, whether that's a change in your diet, a new neighbor, a new person in your life, maybe a loss, your new normal is after losing someone. Remember, each week is going to be different, each hour, each day, and try to remember it's not always going to feel like it does right now. I'm not saying it's never going to be worse than it is right now. It's probably going to be better than it is right now. And I think, Eric, you've been making a lot of positive changes with your eating. Yeah. Uh, about a month ago, I got really disgusted with myself. and I In said, a healthy way. And I said, like you hit a breaking point. Yeah. Well, you being in bed for a couple months and all the kindness of, you know, neighbors and friends bringing snacks over yeah. didn't help my body much. <laughs> so I, I got disgusted one morning and then decided that I'm going to go back to like my, the weight that I wanted to be, which mm -hmm. is about 30 or 40 pounds less. And I think one thing that was really cool is you just started saying, I'm not on a diet. Like, this is my new normal. Yeah. One thing that I, did, I wanted to do is I didn't want to do some, like, fad niche diet that's, like, going to get me there. I wanted to actually change how I ate and change how I felt in mm -hmm. something that I can do for the rest of my life. So it's not – so I just don't go back as soon as I finish the extreme whatever. And it's so funny because, like, I've been dieting, not in a good way, but since I was eight, and Eric's, like, never dieted, so he keeps bringing up things about dieting like I've never heard them before, and it's hard for me to be like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did you know this? And I'm like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I've been talking about that since I was 10. But one thing that you said was that idea of being hungry. Yeah. I think that idea of being hungry, your thought there really applies to this. It won't always feel like this. 
Yeah. Do you mean like I'm hungry at first, but then it goes away? What do you mean? Yeah. Like this idea of hunger is not going to kill you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a coach, my buddies has this amazing like weight loss coach and he's like hunger pains will come and go. He's like, yeah, just because your body is used to telling you you want food at this moment doesn't mean you have to give it to it. It'll pass and you'll be fine. Yeah. And yeah. so I love that, like applying that to this first tip of remember, it won't always feel this way. Right. Again, we're not yeah. telling you to starve yourself. We're just saying so often we're in that habit of like emotionally eating. And I can even tell when I get sad, I start feeling really hungry. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do more mindful, intentional eating, but I don't know if it really works because I'll be like, I'm sad. I'm eating this because I'm <laughs> sad. I'm mindfully eating my <laughs> yeah. feelings right now. I know what I'm doing. I don't know if that's like what you're supposed to do with that. Uh, mindful eating, but that's how I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay. Tip number two is give yourself a break. Break from doing hard things, breaks from the new normal, find distractions. So just like when your body has a certain amount of pain, you'll pass out. When I was in the ambulance after being hit by the car, like that's when the adrenaline went away and all of the pain rushed in and I passed out. And the paramedic said to Eric, oh, her body's resetting. I like thinking about that. It's like your body, when it's in so much pain or discomfort, it will give itself a break by passing out. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. it will reset. And after having babies or after something traumatic or truly, really life-changing, I'm not saying that like before you go into detachment and numbing, but I do think for me especially, and I'm assuming for you, giving yourself a little bit of a break from the new normal occasionally, but being really intentional about it can be really helpful. So I was thinking like, how did I do that as I was healing, you know, in the very beginning after being hit by the car? And I actually would do it by going in when I could, when I could sit up better, I would go and get like fully ready. So I had been in bed for like months, not getting ready, like makeup, hair or anything like that. And when I felt a little bit better, I would go in and I I set up my entire um, bedroom buying stuff on painkillers. Mm-hmm. And so I had this new mirror and this new vanity. <laughs> I would sit down and I would do my makeup. It became this really fun thing for me to do. And I think the reason why it was so fun is because it was giving me a break from the new normal of being in bed all the time. Well, it's, and it's almost like a reset. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're giving yourself this reset. And so I think going to a really raunchy, stupid movie, I like raunchy, stupid movies. You don't have to go to raunchy ones, but, or going to, I don't know, like if you like buying makeup, like going to the store and just like trying on a bunch of lipsticks, like give yourself a little break. If you've just had a baby and you are feeling really depressed and really anxious, go do something that you used to do before you had the baby that connects you to yourself. And I think also like in dieting, give yourself the grace and the break. If like last night, Eric, you said, I'm being naughty. And you were oh, eating because like, yeah, because I'm trying to not eat past seven, and I had a little piece of pizza. And you had a little piece of pizza, and I said, you know what? You're being naughty. Like enjoy it. You're being naughty. You're eating that pizza. I owned it. <laughs> and he owned it. So number two is give yourself a break. And from- by owning it, I dipped it in balsamic vinegar. Ooh, 
balsamic vinegar is so good. It's the best. So take little breaks and give yourself a break from the new normal because it is an ex- an exhausting thing. And even if you know you've lost a loved one and you're like, I can't go and do this thing. I'm grieving. I'm mourning. Give yourself a break from being the grieving mourning person. And it's like the paramedic said, it's like a little reset for yourself. Number three ties into that. It's reevaluate your definition of self. For me, I'm like, okay, how am I doing that after being hit by the car? Oh, so one of the ways that I define myself is I help people. And it makes me feel really good to help people. And I like being in a position and, and have the power to help people. I like having money so that I can help people. All of the things so I can help people. That is a big part of myself and self-worth is I love to help and be helpful. But after having a baby or after going through a big life change, um, like being hit by the car, I couldn't help anyone. I didn't feel like I could help anyone. So I had to stop and reevaluate my definition of self. Am I only a good person if I am helping other people or can I be a good person who gratefully receives help? I had to start focusing on being a person who gratefully receives help. Even though I couldn't rem- literally like brain injury could not remember everybody that I needed to thank, I tried to do the thing where instead of waiting until I could write a thank you card and bake them cookies and go on and on to thank them, which is what I usually do. I just did my done is fun and I would send thank you texts out as fast as I could, which again, normally I'd be like, I've got to get the stationery. I've got to bake the cookies. I have to (laughs) send thank you notes for the thank you notes. And by reevaluating my definition of self, can I be a good person who is grateful and says thank you and accepts help rather than just being a good person who gives help? So maybe just ask yourself like where those sticking points are, where you're having such a hard time. And number four is pick one or two things to focus on and then steadily add things back in. My idea behind this one is after having the stomach flu, you don't sit down and eat a whole buffet. You, oh, you were so sick for like a week. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a month. Yeah, you have had a month. Your stomach was really upset. Yeah. You can't just freaking go back to in and out and get a double-double. I mean, you can try. You can try, but it's going to most likely make you sick. <laughs> yeah. And so I've just been feeling like I have been, not like I'm doing too much lately, but I was doing this. I was slowly adding things back into my schedule, and then all of a sudden it snowballed into me having like a very full Allison full schedule. Yeah, you. but you didn't do that immediately. You I kinda, didn't do it immediately. You kind of went back to your old ways after a while. Yes, I was I was really good about adding things one by one at first. And then in the past probably month, it has snowballed. Yeah. So last night I said to Eric, I said, hey, yesterday when I was driving, I spontaneously burst into tears and I'm not sure why. I think maybe, I don't want to say I'm doing too much, but I'm trying to do it too fast. And so I stayed in bed longer this morning. I just took a slower morning and I decided I need to slow back down. And what, t- what time did you wake up? 10. <laughs> That's a luxury that I have both worked for and I'm grateful for. Uh, And Eric was a champ and you did the drop-offs. But you know what? I could have even asked Colleen, our neighbor, and I'm sure she would have helped. Yeah, it's all good. Which brings us to point number five, and we're just cooking right through these, is accept help, ask for help. Help is great. Mm -hmm. So last night, 
as I had realized that I needed to maybe just slow down for a bit. We're traveling to Baltimore, and then I'm traveling to LA, and boom, 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 boom. I said to Eric, I asked for help. I said, hey, I've been going a little too fast. I need to slow down. Can you help with these things I've been doing in the morning? That, those are my five tips. Those are great. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, well, if they listen to the book or read the book, The Untethered Soul, mm. life is just so much easier if you approach it from observation. Yeah. And just don't attach. You know, life, you know, do your best in life. Some things happen that you can't change, but observe them and don't fight them and you'll suffer less. Even if it's really hard, you will suffer less, even though there is still suffering. It's so true. So often in one of my keynotes, I call it the stop self-imposed suffering. It's the self-imposed suffering. There's the pain and suffering that happens. Like, yes, I'm in actual physical pain, and there's the pain from the loss of the healthy body. Like, that's real. That is all pain is real pain. But both of those are pain that are inevitable. Mm -hmm. But the me being constantly upset and mad about all the things I can't do right this minute, that is self-imposed suffering. Right. And so I love that. And again, it's back just to kind of that concept of you don't want to be overly attached, clinging, mm -hmm. and you don't want to be detached to the point where you're not feeling any feelings, mm -hmm. right? But it's that, like you said, unattached. Yeah. Where you're like the observer. Yeah. You let life happen and don't, I mean, it's going to happen and you can accept it or suffer kind of. Yeah. And I think that's how I was able to have the awareness that I needed to slow down. I just like took a step back and I was like, okay, here's this girl. She's doing a good job. Good job, girl. And wow, it looks like she kind of snowballed a lot really quickly maybe I could slow this girl down a bit. And even talking about it, like in a little bit of that not quite as attached way, I, I was able to give myself more grace, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm going to recap those really quick. Your new normal can be something big or small. And it's just, you're trying to change and grow as a person. And so having a new normal... um fairly often is a great thing. And here are some tips for adjusting to it. Number one, remember it's going to be different. It's going to be different each week, each hour, each day. And when you're in the low moments, remember it's not always going to feel like this. Number two, give yourself a break. Break from doing hard things, breaks from the new normal, find some distractions, but be really intentional about it. Mm -hmm. I am in, I am intentionally eating my whole, A whole pizza is not a good break. <laughs> yeah. And also, I always say, you know it's a break if you feel recharged rather than drained after it. If you feel drained and worse about yourself after doing it, that's not a break. That's like binging or numbing. <laughs> I always think about Andy from The Office when he breaks up with Aaron or Aaron <laughs> breaks up with him and he's like, I ate a whole pizza over my kitchen sink like a rat. <laughs> like a rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's binging, not break. Number three, reevaluate your definition of self. And that's when I was like, am I a good person if I accept help rather than just give help. Um, I needed to look at my definition because sometimes we have an incorrect definition that no longer serves us. And number four, pick one or two things to focus on and then steadily add things back in. Don't go and fill your entire plate up at the buffet. Start with those simple carbs first <laughs> and then you can add the more complex things, right? And number five is accept help, ask for help. Help is great. 
And you know how we like to ask for help, Eric? Um, buy our products. Buy our products. Oh, yeah, buy our products. I have my uh, Build an Awesome Brand workshop coming up on June 29th, and we're about to go really hard on the selling of that. And it's I think it's already over half full. So Yeah, that's going to go. That's if you are procrastinating, you want to get in on that, and you have your year of music coming yeah, up. Yeah, you creators out there, you don't even know what you're missing. Tell them what they're missing. I mean, I've been I've been composing for years and years, just making this amazing library for you. It's just for you. Yeah. Not anybody else. I'm speaking specifically to you. So when you're making your content and you want it to grab attention and you want people to do the double take and be like, oh, this is this is high quality. Well, an impact, man. Impact. Impact. Impact, impact is my word. So if you want to make an hey, impact. Hey, wait. How'd you find your word? Through your uh, branding workshop. Oh! Fascinating. Look at the tie-in. Yeah, impact. I love impact. I love big, beautiful, impactful things. I also love nonsense, but I, but impactful is what I is what this is. So me and Stu have made these tracks that are specifically designed to grab attention, to be beautiful, to motivate, to connect. And so when you're making your content and you're like, you know, I'm just gonna go search for some free stuff. Don't re- don't don't degrade your content. Come just come take a listen. Go to pleasantpictures.club. Look around. Listen to some tunes. We have a new plan coming out called the Year of Music. It's our cheapest plan, and it's a it's an incredible selection of 52 tracks. It's like a, a song a week, that, uh, you know, the equivalent of for a year that's already edited. So if you're doing a 30 second commercial or 30 second post, just we already have an edit for you. Drop it in. We make it really easy for you. Easy, squeezy, peasy, measy. The Year of Music, Pleasant Pictures dot club and. One more way that we ask for your help, accept your help, and love your help is when you guys leave us a review on iTunes. Here's why it helps us. When you leave reviews and you share about the podcast, other people listen to the podcast. When new people are coming to check out the podcast and they see all of these awesome reviews, they're like, oh, this is a good thing that I want to listen to. And honestly, we appreciate it so much. We have been climbing the charts. This was one of our top listening months, or April was one of our top listening yeah, months. Yeah, this will be our biggest month. October of last year was our previously most listened to month. Yeah. We're going to beat it this month. We're, we're right right there. So we are just so grateful. We are so happy to have you here. And the reason why this matters so much to me personally is because, you know, my goal, like I said, is to help you feel more awesome than you did before. Because when you feel awesome, you go out there and everyone around you is going to feel more awesome. You're sharing your light. You're sharing your love. And I believe that that is how we are going to impact and change the world for better is Michael Jackson, you always got to take a look at the man in the mirror. So, Eric, do you have a re- review? Yeah, this one's really, really long, but it's incredible. And it also talks about another amazing product that you have, the gratitude practices. Oh, good. Okay, I'm just going to let this I just up. want people to know when they leave a review, we pick one and then we send you a whole box of goodies. Yeah. So, you, we give you stuff too. This one's by Paint and Listen. She, she, she or he, I don't know who this is, but it says, I've been listening to Allison's podcast for about eight months now, and they help me every time I listen. I am always excited when both Allison and Eric share their wisdom and learning and I walk away with new tools to implement in my life and make it better. One of these tools ha- has been to implement a gratitude practice. I've started doing this for, my- for myself and see a huge improvement in my thoughts and attitudes. As good as this is, one of the best things that has come out of this is that of this is the help it has been for my 11-year-old daughter. Attitude and blame were struggles she has had for a long time and I was trying to think of what to do to help her. The thought and impression came like I could hear Allison say in my head, gratitude practice. 
She loves to write, so I simply bought her a journal and along with some prodding to change behaviors, told her she needed to write in her gratitude journal every night. I am serious when I say that after a week or two of doing this, she is night and day a different girl. Not perfect, but happy and grateful. She thanks me and others for things she has never noticed before in her 11 years. I believed in the practices for myself, but it's been eye-opening to watch it change my daughter. This is one of the many life-changing gems that Allison and Eric share on their podcast, and I recommend it to everyone I know and talk about it all the time. Thank you both for sharing what you have learned and helping others with your great podcast. I'm just like crying so hard. I knew that would make you cry. (laughs) That is like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Thank you so much for sharing that. And what a great value for you to share how you did that for your 11-year-old daughter. Because that's cool. I'm inspired to do that for Ginger now. I know. We haven't even, I mean, we, we teach our kids gratitude, but we never make them, we've never had them do this. And so thank you so much. What paint, Paint and learn. Paint and listen. Paint and listen. Thank you so much because you have just, like I just said, like you have blessed the lives of so many people by sharing that idea. And that is why I always say sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, please send us an email at heygirl at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. Thank you again. We read the other reviews too, and we appreciate them. And I'm trying to feature um, more people who share the podcast on my Instagram stories too. And so when you guys share there, it also really helps us a lot. And again, we just, we appreciate it so, so much. And if you're interested in the gratitude practices, head to imdoingawesome.com and the code I am awesome will give you 20% off of my gratitude practice album, but there is a free gratitude practice on episode 24. And that's it. That's our episode. Yay. I want to remind you that only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be. What beautiful music will you be sharing with us, Eric? Do you want a beautiful one? Do you want a funky one? What what are you feeling? I'm going to, I'm going to play DJ for a sec. I want want something funky right now. Okay. I want something funky because I already cried. Just to give an example, we, we are adding to the library Every week. I mean, there's new, this library is getting big and beautiful and full. So <laughs> let's go. Let's do the song called Too Good, a, oh. brand, a brand new track in, okay. the fun, in the Funky Fresh playlist. Thank you. 